Are you concerned about the air that you're breathing, especially with increasing air pollution? We all know how vital indoor air quality is, and here's where Puro Air steps in to make the difference. Did you know that indoor air can be up to 100 times, 100 times dirtier than the air outside? That's where Puro Air comes to the rescue. In just 30 minutes, this revolutionary device can transform the air in your room by removing allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases. But what sets Puro Air apart is its cutting-edge HEPA-14 filter, a powerhouse that tackles pollutants at a microscopic level. And it's not just me saying that, Puro Air is backed by scientists from both Harvard and MIT. I personally loved having a Puro Air purifier. I feel like I can breathe again, especially after battling congestion for like the last month. Winter can be tough, but within an hour, it was crazy. I could feel my sinuses beginning to open up. I slept through the night without coughing, and I've been sleeping so much better now that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special. And Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style/slash minimalist. That is armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Linda, thank you so much for joining me again on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. I'm excited to be back. I am really happy to have you back. And it's funny, I think about you. (laughs) This is probably weird, but I bet a lot of people think about you. But the no such thing as bad weather, I think about that all the time. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Linda. Thanks for writing that book. (laughs) I think about it on the regular whenever it's too hot or it's raining or it's too cold, all the things. I am like, thank you for writing that book. It changed. (laughs) Yeah, it's that inside, that inner voice that I talk about in the book, too, that I'm hoping that my kids will have as they get older, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you grow up hearing that um, all the time, then I think you internalize it. And um, so it's great to hear that some of the readers of the book are doing it, too, because I think we've, as a society, kind of... um, gone away from from that notion that you really you can be outside and in most types of weather I, sh- I should say there are obviously exceptions and, and we've gotten we've gotten so comfortable with our climate controlled uh, environments and our, our climate controlled existence that we kind of forget that kids grow up people live in in all kinds of 
climates and, and weather and, and are outside. And, and I think uh, we could definitely benefit from, from doing a little more of that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was going to have you reintroduce yourselves for the listeners that hadn't heard that first conversation. We are talking about your book, but yeah, why don't you just go ahead, briefly introduce yourself. Um, I'll make sure to connect our original episode in the show notes. And then I always ask if people consider themselves minimalist. So maybe just share a little bit more about that as well before we get into our conversation. Yeah. So yeah, I am a writer and author of There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather, as you mentioned. And now I have a new book out called The Open Air Life, Cover the Nordic Art of Free to Sleeve and Embrace Nature Every Day. I'm also a mom of two girls. We lived in, or I've lived in the U.S. for 15 years, but I'm now back in Sweden, which is where I was born and raised. And uh, I definitely consider myself a minimalist. And I think minimalism and freedom sleeve, which we'll talk more about, definitely have a lot of overlap. And I'd say I'm a minimalist for two main reasons. First one being for the environment, the sake of the environment, and the fact that we have finite resources and, you know, an increasing fragile situation with, with all the environmental challenges. And the second one, the second reason is for my mental health. I find that clutter really gives me brain fatigue. So, uh, yeah, so those are the two, two main reasons I'd say why um, I'm a minimalist. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, I'm trying to remember what book it was that I read. Nordic culture in general seems to uh, live with less maybe than Americans as a generalization, yeah. as a generalization. Yeah, as a generalization, I think you're right in terms of the sizes of our house. I think even when income goes up, people don't necessarily, but yeah, they might build slightly larger houses. But I think if you look at like the average square footage or whatever, I think we do live a little smaller here. And also, I think the design is very influenced by these minimalist ideas. Everything is very um, sort of simplistic and very, a lot of just like clean, very clean. I think a lot of people associate Scandinavian design with those traits Mm -hmm. um, and the sort of light, light colors and very sort of soothing, soothing environments. And I think part of it is too, that, you know, we do try to bring nature inside as well with like plants and and, and things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I I really love it. I definitely tend to find myself drifting to that uh, style, but Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your first book really touched on why we should spend more time outside. So before we get into this new book that you've written, I just wanted you to give a brief encouragement of why it's so important for why, and then maybe how people should spend more time outside. And then we'll get into the word. I want to not butcher it, the <laughs> word that it's fruit sleeve. Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah, that's pretty close. Okay. Uh, and, and don't worry, you're in good company. Everybody worries about butchering th- this word. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, sleeve. So yeah. yeah okay. Good. Well, I'll let you continue to be the one that says that, but just, <laughs> yeah, just a brief encouragement. Why and how should people spend more yeah. time outside? Why is it important? Yeah. So I think the short answer here really is that it's good for us. Um, And I, you know, we evolved in nature, we evolved outside. uh, And that's why we are actually naturally just drawn to green spaces and blue spaces. They are life giving to us. Um, So there's a, you know, definitely just like an evolutionary uh, reason for that. It's our home. Um, And I think a lot of people can feel that, you know, when they're outside and, and um, that they're feeling good. But I think 
uh, in the past few decades, the research has also started to catch up and we can, you know, the research has now documented how that, how it actually benefits our physical and mental health. And uh, uh, for example, I know there are studies showing that it's more uh, more effective than antidepressants in terms of improving mood and, and reducing anxiety and, and uh, depression. And uh, and then there are also uh, you know physical effects like that are also measurable. Like our uh, blood pressure goes down outside. Um, uh, our uh, uh, stress levels go down, our cortisol uh, production, which is related to stress. Um, and, uh, you know, we get vitamin D, which is crucial to our immune system and, and all kinds of functions in our, in our bodies. So um, just walking outside has so many physical benefits, like reducing the risk of type 2 diabetes and obesity and heart disease and several types of cancer as well mortality in uh, in general can you know is reduced by by being outside so so yeah i think i think we can feel it instinctively but now the research is also starting to catch up and and showing us that it is better for our health absolutely i'm so glad that people are doing more research in this area and i just like to look to the past of the way people live i speak in generalizations when i say this but i do think that curated lives that looked a little bit more like the past in that way that we Mm. would be better off. I don't think we, I don't think progress with technology is necessarily the best thing that's happened. Again, speaking generally, there's wonderful things with progress, but in certain Mm. regards, I do think it makes us a less joyful, mentally healthy society. Yeah, I agree. And I think it was very obvious during the pandemic when some places were uh, had these uh, lockdowns, like these really restrictive lockdowns when you couldn't even leave your home. And I mean, just seeing the mental health health toll that it took, I and and the research is starting to come out on that too. And and um, I saw one study showing that people who were were on lockdowns uh, had a fifty percent higher risk of having mental health issues after the pandemic. So. It was just a perfect storm of, of uh, all kinds of uh, factors, but it, sure. it really showed how harmful it can be to, to, uh, for us to not to be out there in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there's any bright side of what happened during that period of time, it was that awareness of how important nature was to us. And I think it really did not to sound like a, like, I just feel so repetitive with what I speak about yeah. sometimes, but a lot of us changed our perspectives and even our lifestyles after that was that all happened. So I now yeah. want to talk about the word. I'm going to allow you to say it. The F yeah. word, the good F word. <laughs> what is yeah, the good F word. That's a good way of putting it. Free, yeah. free lift sleeve. Okay. So um, what, what is this? Yeah. So I actually use the word uh, or the term uh, open air life in my book for this very reason. I don't want people to get hung up on the word and thinking that, oh man, there's no way I'm going to remember that or be able to say that. So we can stick with like open air life or, um, but just like Hygge, um, uh, which I'm sure you're familiar with, which is this, was, was this yeah. big craze uh, and still is, I suppose. Um, it doesn't really have a literal translation in English, but 
um, I suppose you could compare it with outdoor recreation, but there are some some uh, fundamental differences. And for one, it's a, like a whole you know it's a whole lifestyle and um, and the kind of a philosophy that revolves around spending time in nature. You know, as much time as possible in in not not just in nature but also in the cultural landscape um, for mental and, and physical wellness and. Um, as opposed to outdoor recreation, then, which could, Im that could include, you know, outdoor sports or, um, you know, like motorized activities like boat riding or uh, uh, ATVs and things like that. Uh, free lift sleeve is like non-competitive, um, non-motorized, and it's very much uh, founded on the idea that you you utilize like your nearby nature areas. It's all about finding nature in everyday life. So whatever nature that you have that you can find like near 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 your home, um, and it's typically pretty inexpensive as well. You don't need a bunch of gear. Like obviously, as with anything, like if you really get into camping or something like that, um, you can end up spending a lot of money. But compared with a lot of other um, activities, it is pretty inexpensive. Um, and it also comes with a strong environmental awareness. Um, that's uh, an integral part of it as well. So it can be, you know, anything from like walking around your neighborhood to like hiking, um, hiking and camping, uh, in the mountains or wherever, mm -hmm. uh, foraging for wild edibles, like swimming, uh, ice skating, uh, cross-country skiing, kayaking, um, all kinds of activities that, um, that are outside. Um, but really the important thing is to connect with nature. So it's not what you do, um, that is the most important. It's the fact that you, Sort of have this deeper connection with nature and yeah. yeah you can do it both in the city and in a rural area yeah that was going to be my next question for you because a lot of the area that you're talking about for nordics you have a lot of land with a smaller population and we live a little bit more we have more of a condensed lifestyle here and yeah i look at just the, the plots of lands that our home that our homes are on and it's it is hard mm -hmm. to feel maybe as open or that we have the access to open air and, and, um, I don't know, just nature in general, I, I would say that yeah. that's probably harder for some people. So what's your encouragement there? And you gave us some tips on how to use this in our daily lives, but yeah, what are your tips to people that maybe feel like they, they live in the big city? It's not going to happen. Right. Right. So I think a big part of free loose leave is to, uh, rethink the way we we look at nature um, because obviously so so the the image that usually comes to mind is uh, wilderness right which in the U.S. is that I mean we you got we got tons of that but it, most of that is out west and it's not exactly accessible to people on a daily basis right um, a lot of people do live in cities and um, this is where city planning and comes into play where um, uh, your green spaces become really important. And a lot of, a lot of cities do have parks and, and, and places where you can go. Um, so it doesn't have to be like super wild nature, even in the cities, you can, 
see nature uh it's everywhere around us even in like the rain that falls on our cheeks when we're out experiencing rainy weather uh it's in the wind that you know um ruffle ruffles the uh, leaves in the trees and it's it's about owning like honing our ability to see nature everywhere around us and, and feeling like we're a part of it so so definitely like utilizing uh, green spaces in the city as well. Um, and uh, and I get that not everybody has that sort of perfect uh, perfect place or might not feel like they do, but my advice is always to, to start where you are and um, use what you have and do what you can, which is, it's actually uh, Arthur Ashe, uh, an Arthur Ashe quote, and he was talking about tennis, but, I uh, I think it can be applied to free lift sleeve as well. So thinking, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but I'm thinking even in New York City, I love mm -hmm. when we're dining outside, which I know yes. that really did during the pandemic that people had to go outside to eat there. But right. something as simple as that, I when I work from coffee houses, I mean, I was out there on Friday and I want to say mm -hmm. it was in the low fifties, high forties. And I just, I was bundled up. I had my hot coffee and it just felt so good Yes, to be outside, yeah. to breathe in that fresh air first thing in the morning. And yeah, it, it, it there is a difference. There is a yeah. notable difference. Yes. And, and even something as simple as that. Right. And that's why Sleeve emphasizes it's about being outside in the natural and cultural landscape, the cultural landscape then being man-made elements as well um so and this is like i mentioned with the city planning i think as more and more people start to appreciate this outdoor lifestyle i think cities are really going to have incentives to uh to create the kind of environment that people want to be in like a city you know cities with bike lanes and uh urban trails and um uh, green rooftops and, and things like that, that really bring nature into the cities. So, but, you know, the first step is just getting out there and then you can, can take it from there. It's funny. I was, um, I am a photographer, so I had a shoot last night in the neighborhood that I went to. It's a newer neighborhood they're building in there right now. And the, the phrase of the neighborhood was live with nature. So, yeah. I mean, I think that people are I don't want to say it's trendy. I just think people are mm -hmm. starting to recognize that this is what yeah. people want. Even if they're living closer to the city, that they want to be near nature. There's something about yeah. it at the end of a long work day. Like you yeah. want to have that access to right access, access, access yeah. to nature is so <laughs> important. And then, but then it's also worth mentioning that, you know, the wilder a place is, uh, the more restorative it will be as well. I mean, it, it is important to get away from the city as well uh, sometimes, but oh, sure. it might not, obviously it's not something that you can probably do on a daily basis, but if you can do it every once in a while, you know, that's worth a lot too. But uh, I just, you mentioned New York City and I've been there a couple of times and I love Central Park. And also the last time I was there, I visited, um, I walked along the High Line and I loved it. I, I really loved how, um, how it made me feel like I was in a, uh, in a different place almost. It was like, you know, both the elevation, like it, I felt like I was literally closer to the stars and then all the, the native plants uh, along the, the trail, I thought it was really, really fan a fantastic example of what, what can happen when, when organizations and volunteers in, in the city really um, put their uh, uh, minds together.
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes me think we have an area close to us and a lot of the buildings are just empty that no businesses have, have taken over those spaces. And I'm like, we should just knock down all of these things and just plant some grass replant. I mean, in five to 10 years, this could be a totally different space that is usable. And it's just not ugly with all these old worn out building. I don't know. It just, I'm like, if they're going to remain empty, what is the point? This is just an eyesore. I think, I mean, a few years ago, I felt like there was a bit of a, a, a movement going on for like pocket parks, creating like small, like utilizing small um, empty spaces in cities. I'm not sure where that's at right now, but I know that there, there has been um, a bit of a movement for that. That's a good idea to maybe take mm-hmm. that to a city council, like a local city yeah. council. That's a great idea. Today's episode is sponsored by mylifeinabook.com. This is probably the most thoughtful gift I've ever come across for parents or grandparents for the winter holidays as families get together to celebrate. It's basically a very powerful way to connect emotionally with them, preserve the most precious memories, and show them that you really care. And best of all, it's an instantaneous gift. I've tried it with my mother and she totally loved it. Every week, mylifeinabook.com lets you choose from a list of thought-provoking questions or even write your own that gets sent to your relative by email. Your relative writes their answer and you can choose to add a meaningful picture. This happens every week and at the end of one year, all their stories get combined in a beautiful keepsake book that you can store your relative's memories forever and pass them on to future generations, which is printed and sent to you. You can request as many copies as you want and even get it in audio format as well. With mylifeinabook.com, you can give those you love most a personal gift that tells them they're meaningful to you in all future generations. To save $10 off your first purchase, use discount code MINIMALIST. That's MINIMALIST to get $10 off mylifeinabook.com. Check out the link in the show notes for more. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as lime margarita and grapefruit paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. 
Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with HomeThreads. HomeThreads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. So throughout your experience living in Sweden, and even when you were back here in Indiana, you have learned some skills and you talk about a lot of those in your new book. And so I just wanted you to, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, leave listeners with some of your top skills that you learned, or maybe what would be most beneficial for them going into nature. I know that on this list you have, uh, you said picking mushrooms or edible berries. And I got into that over the last year and it's, that is so much fun, but what is your suggestion there? My suggestion would be to start with the, with the skills. Well, first of all, look at what your interests are. What, what are you, what do you feel passionate about? Like I started foraging for mushrooms just a few years ago. I, I, and before that I, I wasn't really into it at all, but all of a sudden, you know, I just had a passion for that. But, but the second thing is I recommend that people learn some of the, some of the basic survival skills because they are also important in freelusliv. Um, so like making, how to make a good fire, how to, you know, purify water, if you're going to be out camping and things like that, how to build, I mean, you don't have to build your own shelter, but just when you're out camping, you actually utilize a lot of basic survival skills that are good in any situation. And I don't know, it, this is, I, I think it might feel a little more fragile here in Europe right now, just because of the vicinity to Russia and everything. But we are really in a situation where our government is telling us to to really be prepared for you know, whatever. And I think it's a good idea wherever you live, because we all, we're also seeing natural disasters in a lot of places. And if you know some of these basic free lip sleeve skills, you're also going to be very like well-prepared for, um, for something like that, if that happens. So yeah, like I said, you know, making fire, purify water, um, Foraging is fun too, um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's in a survival situation, it's more important to actually bring or, or to have enough food with you uh, than, than foraging. You, you can't, usually can't rely on foraging alone uh, in a, like in a survival situation, but yeah, definitely, yeah, in, any skills, uh, you know, uh, that ha- have to do with backpacking or, or camping, I, I think um, are a good place to start. I don't want to share the name here. I can't decide if I want to share the name on my podcast just because I don't want this guy to get overrun and then I'm never going to be able to get into him again. 
I took a survival course here in Columbus. I know that there are a handful here, but this man taught me and a few of my female friends how to start fire, how to build a shelter, like in, if you're in dire need. Yeah. He said to use the cattails that grow along ponds are a really great uh-huh. way to have a, what is it called? A torch and yeah. dip them in sap from a tree. You can do yes. that and it'll, yes. it'll last for, I can't remember how long he said it will last, but quite yeah. some time. And I'm trying to think of the last thing he taught us. Oh, just how to make rope with, again, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, it's, it's been so helpful for yeah, me. Yeah, like straws. Yeah. Like grass straws. Straw, like, hey, yeah. yeah, grass straws. Yeah. And obviously these are things that you're going to have to forge for, but just some of these yeah. basic little skills, I'm, I mean, that is life-saving. Everyone yeah. should have some of these basic skills. I mean, I feel like, again, looking to the past, we used to learn these things in school and now yeah. if we have the grocery store taken away or if, yeah. if things got really dire. I think people are more prepared now um, than we used to be. Um, and also, like I said, natural disasters and, and things like that. So definitely always a good, um, good thing to always be prepared. The, the old, the old scout saying it uh, holds true, mm-hmm. be prepared. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is too, I find it very empowering. Um, so I think it's fun for that reason. I don't necessarily do it like thinking of disaster because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that kind of ruins the nature experience a little bit maybe, but in the back of my head, I know that it, these are good things to, to, uh, good skills to have. Yeah, absolutely. When I was there, I purchased the book 101 Skills You Need to Survive in the Woods, and it's by Mm -hmm. author Kevin Estella. So I'll link that in the show notes. And that's helpful too, just for some basic ideas if you don't have uh, the ability to go take a class. But I do highly recommend, I'm going to share his name just because he was such a wonderful man. His name is Kevin of the Tau Wadi Nature School. And that's out in, I think, the Canal Winchester area of Columbus. So for anyone listening yeah. local, it's, I highly recommend him. He was fabulous and really knowledgeable. Well, do you have anything else that you wanted to share of why we would want to pick up a copy of your new book? I think my book is a perfect, you mentioned my first book was kind of a, a manifesto for why we should get outside. Um, and I think this book gives, uh, you know, some, some practical tips and inspiration for that um, as well, as well as some of the wise, but also definitely some hows. So uh, I hope it, it will be um, uh, inspirational. It it's, uh, makes a great Christmas gift as well. Yeah. Especially as we're starting to, again, get some ideas of how we want to, I'm not necessarily all about new year's resolutions, but I definitely think yeah. it's a good time of year to reflect and what we want to do differently. So right. yeah. Well, yeah. Where, they, where can they buy a copy of this new book if they want to do so and connect with you online? Yeah, sure. So the book is available, I think, just about any place that sells books online, uh, Amazon for sure, uh, bookshop.org, and also some physical bookstores. And uh, if you want to see more behind the scenes activity from my life, then Instagram or Facebook uh, are the best places to go. I go under the handle Rain or Shine Mama with two M's. Mm -hmm. And I also have a blog called rainorshinemama.com where I um, share some tips and tricks for uh, open air life and uh, getting outside with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was you that went camping in the snow. I, I yeah. feel like it wasn't too long ago. And you <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, uh, yeah, that was last winter. Yeah. I, I, I did a challenge to sleep outside for at least one night every month of the year. 
Uh-huh. And that was one of, it was a fun way to, to challenge myself. Uh, it was my first time and, and it was actually, uh, it was a lot better than I expected. So I'm doing it again this year. Yes. That yeah. is such a great idea. I'm like, maybe when my kids are all over the age of 10, I'll go and, and do that. That is such <laughs> a great, that's a great goal to have for sure. Yes. Linda, as we wrap up this conversation, I'm going to ask you quickly the two questions I ask every guest, and this is more quick fire questions. But the first one is what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? So I want to share the book I'm reading right now, which is uh, Our Wild Calling by Richard Lube. Uh, he's been an inspiration from, uh, yeah, from day one that I started blogging. Um, and this book is all about our relationship with, uh, with animals. Uh, and uh, it's just a really cool book with uh, some fresh perspectives. And also a shout out to 1000 hours outside, which we've been talking a lot about in our family yeah. uh, lately. I have a, an 11 year old and a 14 year old now. So getting them motivated to go outside is sort of we're going into a different phase right now. It's not I can't just be like, well, let's go outside and play because they're they're older and they they need a little more um, they, they want to get challenged. So, uh, yeah. so for next year, we're going to do, um, this challenge to, to be outside for a thousand hours. And I, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm just excited that they were, they were really into it. So I love Jenny and the movement she started there. That's yeah. it's so simple, but yeah, her encouragement is really benefited my life as well. So she's yeah. a great resource. All right. My last question is what is something that you can't stop talking about? So yeah, I mentioned it already, but like foraging right now, it's fall here and uh, the woods are just full of mushrooms. So, so that is my latest obsession. Like I even started eating mushrooms. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even eat mushrooms before, but now it's like, um, I can't stop looking for them. So I'll try, I'll go out for a walk and then all of a sudden I'll just like, <laughs> yeah, veer off into the woods because I, I've got my mushroom radar on and, uh, it's so much fun, like learning new varieties. And, um, I, I posted a reel about it on my Instagram the other day and I got such great response. And I see there are so many people who want to do this, but they're worried about the toxicity of some of the species and, so I want to like encourage people to to learn more about it and really, you know, you it can definitely be done safely. You just need once again, it's those basic skills. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say what's your best tip for not picking something that's poisonous? <laughs> yeah, so my number one is that is to go with somebody who is experienced. Um, that's my first choice. Uh, it's always best to learn uh, firsthand from, from somebody. But if you don't know anybody that forages for mushrooms, then I would go online, maybe join a forum. There are tons of, you know, like uh, for online forums for this. Mm -hmm. And I would start with just one or two species that are easy to recognize and don't have uh, that, that don't easily get mixed up with, yes. uh, toxic species, because there are, there are several varieties that are very, very hard to mix up. So yes. chicken um, of the woods, do you guys have yeah. that one that grows there? You know, I'm going to have to Google that. Cause I don't know what that one's called in Swedish. Okay. And I don't know, we, I don't remember seeing it in, or hearing about it in Indiana. It was all about morals there. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. This is like a stacked orange 
mushroom that last fall we were with someone that really knew what she was doing and she uh, we found it we came home we washed it off and whatnot and then we deep fried it and it tastes like chicken actually it kind oh, of really? hated me afterwards because i was just thinking about i don't know it was like a weird yeah. texture thing but it was a really cool experience <laughs> and then it I, is yeah. yeah and then i lastly wanted to shout out in columbus there's a lady named her instagram handle is at black forager and uh-huh. she is constantly putting out information of she lives in the city and she is able to forage all throughout her city. And it's really, really cool. She has great videos and encouragement on there. So that's at black. I highly recommend that as a resource as well. Yeah. Sounds like a good, good place to start. Yeah. Well, Linda, thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate, like I said, your books that you're writing. It is an inspiration to so many of us, so many of us moms too, Mm -hmm. just feeling like we can't get outside. And I just really appreciate that you've taken the time to investigate all this and research and, and write these. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me on. What did you think of the episode? If you enjoyed this conversation, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review is the best way you can help this podcast continue to succeed and grow. Again, thank you to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving those rating and reviews, or following along on social media at Minimalist Moms Podcast. As always, I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com, and there you can find links to the Instagram account, my Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.